Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, self stand chum, very happy, bearded legende, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Welcome back, everybody, to the very first episode of the 2015-16 season as we kick off here. Um, thanks for joining us this week, and thanks for everybody who has listened to the previous episodes Bit of a social media update, as we always do. Nothing changes there. We've now breached 1,600 uh, Twitter followers, so thank you very much. It is growing all the time. It still amazes me how many people just, like, start following us. Oh, you've got a new follower. You've got a new follower. It's wicked. Yeah, every time I feel like we've reached maximum point of Orient fans, we get more. A few more, So yeah. keep them coming. If you know anyone who supports Orient lives on Twitter and doesn't follow the podcast, please make them aware. The same on Instagram. And yeah... Keep yeah, recommending us. Absolutely. So on uh, Instagram, we are Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. On Twitter, we are at Orient Outlook. And if you wish to contact us, you can do by email as well. We are Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. So we've done our second uh, preseason podcast on Tuesday night and some great listening figures. So thanks to all of you who listened to that. Um, some very kind of views that came in at Joe Paisy. Uh, who is a new listener, so welcome to the uh, podcast, Jay. This is a great podcast, Roll on the 8th, which was the Barnet game, at El Cowado, says, another excellent podcast, said before, but I love the pod for keeping me close to other fans, even though I live 200 miles away now, so thanks for li- listening, El Cowado, and that's a great point, you know, we kind of do this to keep all fans informed, and it's a great way to yeah. make sure fans are engaged with Orient, and you know. Absolutely, I mean, the club do a great job of bringing information um, out there, that I know they have some... Thing uh, going on with regards to international fans. I know Colin's been pushing that as well, but we'd also like to keep pushing that as we had done last season. Um, at Karen Orient, great job analysing the friendlies and signings. Keep up the good work. Uh, 42 minutes, just the right length for the journey to work. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, at Speno011 says, Well done, boys. Another well balanced podcast. At Nickel Mighty 79 another entertaining pod, guys. A job well done. Come on, you O's. Thank Joe you. Joe Watts 9 says, Great <clears throat> podcast again, as usual. Look forward to the next, hopefully positive one, after we beat Barnet on Saturday. Hashtag fingers crossed. Absolutely. Um, at Kev Cowlin, enjoyed your latest podcast. Buzzing for Saturday now. Bring it on. Yeah, at Layton awesome. James 2 says, Listening to your <clears throat> podcast last night. There were so many <clears throat> positives to take from it. Now for Barnet, back in the south stand. Ah, welcome back. At Sam Harborn 97 just listened to the latest podcast. Kept me entertained whilst in the car. Hashtag keep it up. Yeah, awesome. In, in Wherever car, you are. Yeah, in the car, on in the, the train, bath. in the plane. In the bath? In the bath, if you're so inclined to, you know, chill out, <laughs> listen to our dulcet tones in the uh, yeah. in the bath. So, in, wherever you are. Absolutely. At Dazzo's Zero. Great podcast, as always, guys. Perfect lead-up for the start of the season. Feeling excited for Saturday. Come on, you yeah, guys. Not misplaced either, that. At George Sessions. Uh, just listened to this really good podcast by the guys, uh, again, which I'm sure will get Orient fans excited. George, thanks, mate. Appreciate that. And... You know, we enjoy reading your write-ups and interviews in the East London Advertiser, I think the Author Recorder and most of the local press here. Absolutely, and there's one thing that really kicks a chord through all those reviews, people getting excited about the new season. So, yeah. you know, last season was a real kind of hard one to get excited about um, at points and, you know, new lease of life, new yeah. manager, new start. So, uh, worldwide listens, amazingly, we can trace uh, what listens we get in what country through our iTunes account. So we had listeners this week in France, in China, in Korea, in USA, in Norway, in Mexico, in Spain, in Myanmar. I didn't even know where Myanmar was until you told me. Uh, Turkey, 
Australia, Italy, Canada, Czech Republic, Argentina and Switzerland. So, so all bar in Myanmar, I'd say they're all holiday locations. So who's been to Myanmar? I'd love to know. But if not, if you are listening from abroad, we'd love to hear from you. And, you know, we yeah. mentioned at the beginning of the podcast how you can get in contact. So please do if you feel the urge. Absolutely. So love to hear from you. So, since the last podcast was on Tuesday the 4th of August, we're going to pick up um, week daily events, because <laughs> there usually is something going on on a daily basis, from the 5th of August, So, uh, which would make it last Wednesday. We finally announced that we'd signed Connor Essen for an undisclosed fee and will not have to go to a tribunal. If you remember, the club announced this and then Dover tweeted saying that nothing had been agreed with Orient and that Orient had been premature in announcing this. And if necessary, it will go to the FA Tribunal. I think it's a good sign the whole tribunal has been avoided. Could have been more bad publicity for the club. Yeah. Um, so great that we've signed him. And from what I saw yesterday, he looks like a rather good defender. He so does, happy yeah. with that. Thursday, 6th of August, um, the great community work that we've done last season, or Loft done last season, not us. No, Late Norwich Trust. Sorry, yes, Late Norwich Trust continues. As Sam Link and Scott Cashkit meet kids from the LO Trust CTF programme. And a year group from Bromsgrove Junior School get invited to Brisbane Road. Great work. Can I just say that the Bromsgrove Junior School are all in, they're in Colchester. Yes, yeah. So we're kind of pinching fans from Colchester. I love it. Absolutely. Do whatever you need to do, Howard. And keep up, and Neil, and just keep up that great work. So it's great to see this continuing. And I dare say that's just going to get bigger and bigger because those kids are going to be coming back with their tickets next, uh, later this season. So moving on from that, um, on Thursday, Thursday's media day, in case yeah. you didn't realise, um, George Sessions interviewed Ian Hendon and Blair Turgo. And Ian Hendon said that he's really looking forward to the challenge. Glad pre-season is over and now it's now it's time for business. Um, he commented on Shane Lowry's situation. He can't take a chance on Shane in respect to the fact that he can walk out any time. He wants players. He wants players that are on board. And if he can't commit to staying with us, he won't be kicking a ball. I got to say, I like that stern, of stern, of course, telling it like it is. Players don't dictate to us. They, we dictate to them, sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and Blair Turgot was also interviewed. As Paul yep. said. And he has some quite good words as well. He said, we have come down from League One, and let's not beat it around the bush. Promotion is the goal for everyone here. Ian has done his part by signing me, and now I have to show why I'm here and why I should be playing. So it's a good constant thread for the interviews. The aim is clear. Yes. Promotion, the expectation is clear. Yeah. And everyone working towards the same goal. Yeah, absolutely. Anyone's, anyone who doesn't think that we're pushing for promotion needs their head checking, I think, really. Absolutely. At, at the club, from a player level. If you're not in this for a promotion push, then... What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? And, you know, you probably should be playing for us. So also on Thursday, it got announced quite late because as far as we were aware, it was waiting for clearance from the BBC's legal team. But there was a television show, a programme on BBC One um, called How the Hammers Struck Gold. Uh, it was on at seven o'clock. Um, we all watched it. Um, I thought it was interesting that it's being discussed at such a high level. Um, but we caught up with, just before we we came on air and started recording, we caught up with the Stand Up For The Orient campaign manager, Matt Roper, who many of you will know. He's on the forums, he's on Facebook, he's the pandemonium editor, and this is what Matt had to say. Three, two, one. Episode. Um, appreciate your time there. The programme that we want to speak about, which I think most Orient fans probably many others saw was on uh, Thursday night which was uh, West Ham and how they'd struck gold with the Olympic Stadium you're the stand up for the Orient campaign manager what were your thoughts on the programme? Um, 
thought it was a, a, a very concise program, guys. I, I thought it, it laid out the case sort of against West Ham, if you like, and, and the, you know, all the sort of financial factors and the, and the liabilities to the taxpayer. Um, I thought it was very fair. I mean, obviously, you could probably say that. I'm going to say that being uh, an O's fan and, and stand up for the Orient campaign manager. But I, I, I thought it laid out pretty concisely and pretty accurately, you know, exactly why uh, the BBC and obviously many other football fans, hopefully now around the country, you know, believe that this was a completely wrong decision and, and, and one that is, you know, unfair not just to the Orient but to other clubs as well. Yeah, that was quite that was quite uh, a thing with bringing in the Charltons and obviously uh, what what the competitive advantage they get versus sort of the Spurs and the Arsenal's as well. So it's quite uh, quite to the point. I think t- totally agree with you there. Um, so w- what happens next now, Matt? Now that that program, you know, it's got obviously quite high level people talking. Uh, you know, it's being debated in Parliament and so on. So so what's next as far as the campaign and and ha- what has the program done to help? I think obviously, uh, you know, any program aired on on such a big, you know such a channel is obviously going to generate its own interest. Obviously, it's on the uh, iPlayer service for thirty days, so you know. And, uh, and what we were doing in the run up to the program is to make sure that not just London football fans and taxpayers are watching it, but you know this this has a, an effective light right around the country. Um, we have been working very, very closely with the guys at Charlton, the guys who saw the program and the Charlton Athletic Trust for oh, well, well over a year now, just over a year. Uh, and, and we've certainly got a, a closer working relationship. And we are literally sort of talking by email now um, over the course of the weekend about what the next steps will be. And that, that involves uh, a possible uh, new petition uh, where hopefully we'll, 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 we'll get a lot of signatures. Um, also, we're looking at possibly fans, uh, again, that doesn't have to be all right on Charlton, concerned fans or taxpayers, either contacting their local MP with a, a templated letter to, to register their um, sort of disgust at, at, at the decisions, and contact of um, GLA members who have obviously actually been, who have actually been, um, you know, a, a number of them have been unhappy with Boris Johnson's role in all this so we have sort of three or four options um the only other one from the orient side is obviously after my my, my recent meeting with alessandro um he, he uh, sort of alluded to the fact that the club may well be interested in a new state aid claim and obviously i would be interested to meet him again and, and bring him up to date as to where um the current state aid claim is with one of the charlton guys that that put that claim in, and obviously what, what part we can help possibly play in, a, in an official club state aid claim with the European Commission. So you mentioned that um, fans can contact you. So how do they contact you, Matt? Are you on Twitter, Facebook? Yes, yeah. I mean, any, anyone, uh, as I've always done, um, you know, anyone, uh, whether happens to be an Orient fan or not, has got any comments, questions, ideas, doesn't matter who it is, you can contact me through the... Uh, email address, which is stand up for the Orient all, all together, eighteen eighty one at gmail com. Uh, if you go onto Facebook and just literally type in stand up for the Orient, that will take you to our Facebook campaign page. Um, and and the best uh, sort of way to get hold of me directly, whether I say whether it's a fan or a member of the press, 
through Twitter would, would be the fanzine account, which is at Pandemonium1881. Fantastic. Matt, thank you very much for joining us this evening. So, you've heard the thoughts of the Stand Up for the Orient campaign manager. If you've got any thoughts or comments constructively that will help um, will help the campaign, you know, it is a quite a serious issue as far as we're concerned, being the closest club to West Ham. Um, and it's not about, um, you know, it's not about, you know, they're nicking fans from us now. It's about the future generations that they'll be giving away the thousands of tickets for and, and the future detriment to not only our club, but, you know, Charlton feel they'll be affected and I dare say many other London clubs will also be affected and other than the fact that, you know, they've been given a load of um, free money from the government, yes. essentially. That's the biggest killer here. So if you've not watched it, you can watch it on iPlayer for another 28 days. So catch it while it's hot. It's definitely worth a watch. It is a bit of an eye-opener for those of you who don't know too much about it. I certainly didn't know that much about it going into it. Yeah. Um, it, it's not like a mass revelation, but it, it just shows that mm. you know it is how how bad the issue is because he gets people from or the program gets people from sort of within yeah. uh, you know the mayor's sort of circles if you like. So so um, yeah, check that out. Um, yeah, so that program went out, and then afterwards in the evening uh, it was announced that at trialist Jack Parkinson, who had been on trial with us, he played a couple bit parts in friendlies. He yeah. has now joined Dover, so we won't be pursuing him. No, absolutely not. Uh, apparently the offer we'd made to him wasn't as good as the offer Dover made, so read into that yeah, what you will. Friday the 7th of July, long-time speculation that Moses Edebajo, ex-Orient star player, joined Hull City for £3.5 million. And we've had it confirmed um, that we get a 15% um, uh, sell-on clause yeah. from that, so that's going to put us nicely in the pocket to the tune of about 525000 quid. So good luck to Moses there. You deserve the opportunity. So um, I don't think it'd be long before he's in the Premier League. He's already an England under twenty player. Absolutely, and he's peed off quite a few Brentford fans, which always helps. So well done, mate. <laughs> um, also on Friday, Josh Wright confirmed is joining Gillingham on a short-term deal. So we wish Josh Wright luck, as we yeah. said last week. Always played with heart and passion on his sleeve, and one of the players from last season who could you know walk out of the club with. Heads Head held high. Held high, you know. Absolutely. Him scoring at commentary last season was one of my favourite moments from that season. Yes. Not my most favourite. So, leading on to yesterday, Saturday the 8th of August in the morning on Soccer AM, we drew Luton away in the JPT Trophy. That tie will be played week commencing 31st of August. Yeah. So, the youth team also on Saturday in the morning uh, beat Gillingham 4-1 uh, with a Wusu with two goals, Adamson and Judd to add to that tally as well. The youth team are seriously on fire, hard. aren't they? Very good players coming out of that, and that will make Hendon happy. And it will also, yeah. Hendon's policy on youth will get some of those youth team you'd expect to start getting around that first team level and sniffing that out. So yeah. at 3 pm, it all started off again the visit of Barnet, and great to be back at Brisbane Road. Oh, Been a while. Yeah, it felt like coming home, and it just felt Saturdays had just got back to normal again. Yep, sun was shining, everyone was there, great to see some familiar faces. Absolutely, and some new ones. Absolutely, and you some know, new faces. welcome it's to all you new South Standers. So, it was tweeted uh, by the club that the team would line up with Chisak in goal, uh, the back four of Sean, uh, sorry, Shaw uh, at left-back, Baudry, and Essam as your centre-backs, and uh, Clahessi at right-back, with James Moore, Pritchard and Cox in the middle. And McCallum and Simpson up front. Subs were Woods, Dunn, Ling, Monker, Turgo, Kashgar, and Palmer. So, you so know, giving the youth team, well, the youth, the former youth guys, yeah, you know, the younger guys, uh, the experience of being on the bench and around a, a, a real live match day. Absolutely. So we always get tweets after a lineup goes out, but all the tweets we got were all around this unselection of McEnough. So lots of speculation 
about him not being in the squad. So we thought it was to do with him kind of being knackered and not... Yeah, because he hadn't being... had a summer rest. So I tweeted the fact that, you know, the hysteria around it... We'll come on to this later on um, yeah. with Alessandro because he went into the supporters club at the uh, post-match. But, you know, generally you'd, you'd imagine that a guy who's not had any form of summer break is entitled to something, otherwise you'll burn out. Yeah, but it's since emerged that he's potentially training with a championship club, but more on that later. Um, so we got in there about half two, boiling hot day, before kick-off, uh, which was a nice touch, Bichetti parades hending around the pitch. Nice touch. Yeah, absolutely, and everyone was, was very chuffed. I don't think Bichetti realised that we were clapping Hendon, not him. A bit of both, you know. <laughs> Hopefully he's learned from his mistakes. Maybe yeah. slightly ironic of both Bichetti to be doing that, considering... So many errors were made last year, but hopefully he's seen the error of his ways. Yeah, and hopefully he's learned. Um, and wanting to get some respect from fans, that you know he's made a right, he's listened, and he's made the right decision now. So absolutely, and I don't remember Bichetti doing that last season when he he appointed Liverani or yeah. Mauro yeah. parading around the pitch. So maybe he's more open to communication with the fans this year. We hope so. Francesco, if you're listening, we're always up for an interview. Yeah, get in contact <laughs> with us. You know Imagine. where we are. Imagine. And also, lovely touch, not fit. But joined Barnett, Kevin Lisby came out. Yeah, he's got, out for a couple of weeks. Out for a couple of weeks, but got a great, great, great reception. reception. I would just have, deserved. I would love to have seen him play, yeah. but I'm happy that he didn't because yeah. I do feel that he probably would have scored <laughs> at points in that game. So, so moving as, on to the game. Yeah, so we lined up with a 4-1-2-1-2 formation. So we played the diamond in midfield. So James was at the base of the diamond. Moore and Pritchard were on the sides with Cox playing behind the front two. Yeah, which hadn't worked previously, but you yep. know, we'll come on to that. So... Uh, in the first half, good play from both sides. Really, um, we you know we had a good chance uh, with McCallum trying quite an audacious chip, which actually I felt he should have just smashed low and hard into the back of the net round the keeper. Great ball from James. Great ball. Perfect um, ball. Perfectly played through ball from Lloyd James. And he Mc can pick a pass that guy. Very good. And McCallum really was in can. acres of space, yeah. and you could see he was confident from the way he took it on. Maybe a bit too confident. I would say that was very Mooney esque. Yeah. What he did. Um, Had that have been Mooney, absolutely. He'd have been absolutely slated. Absolutely. But you could see how confident McCallum was. Yeah, um, and I think good. if that would have gone in, we would have absolutely hammered Barnett. I think had that gone in early, we would have been looking at 4 0, 5 0. Possibly. And McCallum would have absolutely run riot. Not that yeah. he didn't, but, you know, would have been great to see. Then, also, straight after. Yeah. Um, Barnett had, had some good play, a good move by Barnett. Uh, and their player, Gash, uh, unmarked. Great name. Great name. Great name. He made a right <laughs> uh, gash of his effort. He did. Unmarked from eight yards out. Really should have scored. Um, great build-up play from Barnett by their number seven. It was a bit tricky. Gave Baldry a bit of a toy time early Massively. on. Massively. I thought. Uh, and Akinde. But I've got to think, if Lisby was on the pitch and that ball was coming out to Lisby or he a decent League Two striker, that ball's going in the back of the net. You know, side-footed it just wide, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. So we're a bit lucky to, uh, to not concede there. And maybe a team with better quality would have punished us. But... That was bad for the first half, really. It was yeah. a bit, bit, got a bit sloppy after that, after a decent start and decent early pressure. Got a bit scrappy, so half-time went in, nil-nil, second half. To be fair, a lot of credit goes to Hendon for this. He changed the midfield around, so he scrapped the diamond and went to a 4-3-1-2 formation and played Cox behind the front two. So he stayed there, but the others shifted around yeah. him, didn't they? So yeah. McCallum went close in the 51st minute, following good, some good build-up play, but slid his effort into the side netting from a rebound. That was a bit unfortunate, yeah. but I didn't actually think he'd score from that. No, it was a bit, to be bit touch and go there. Yeah. And then half went on, hard. got a bit stop-starty. Barnett was definitely yeah. trying to slow the game down. They were definitely starting to tire a bit, uh, but we started commanding the game more, playing better. Some great 
running both full-backs and the midfield. Plus it was really hot, so you know, when the two players went down injured with head injuries, uh, you know, they all rushed to get, a, get some fluids on ball. But around the 70th minute, Jay Simpson flashed an effort wide following some neat build-up play from Cox. Yeah, decent snapshot. And in the 73rd minute, we finally break through. First goal of the season. Good build-up play. It was Cox to Pritchard, to Hesse, back into Cox, who carried on his run. Crosses it in the box from the right-hand side, it interestingly. Was, yeah. uh, and Jay Simpson's acrobatic bicycle kick makes its way past Graham, stacking the Barnet goal. And the O's Bosh. get their league campaign off to a great start. One Good goal. Good, good goal. goal as well. Good, good. Some good build-up play. Good finish. Bit stylish. Good way to start the season. Absolutely. One well nil. summed up. And two minutes later, uh, Paul McCallum rounds off some superb passing and a great run from Chloe Hesse, who really had a great involvement in both goals. Yeah. Hesse put a great ball in. Ball bouncing loose in the area. McCallum, smash. Yeah. 2-0. Great finish. He won the header. Well, it kind of... He won the header. It bounced off of the defender's head. It kind of dropped to his feet and he's about... I don't know, six or seven yards out and just bash. Good, confident finish. Straight in, yeah. Powerful. Um, and I do love his military. Salute. Salute, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. It's, it's the arrogance, isn't it? It's just the arrogance of it. It's just know? wicked. It's yeah. just great. And he could be a real potential star of the future. Yeah. I didn't realise, reading the programme, he, he was at Dulwich Hamlet. Yeah. Uh, and he had a great scoring record until he went to West Ham. So really kind of pleased with that. The more I see of him, the more I think he could be the real deal. Yeah. Really excited about him. In the 84th minute, um, Alan Dunn comes on for Sammy Moore. Dunn starts off his O career by possibly playing the worst pass of the day. He's placing <laughs> yes. an easy basic pass. Yeah. But fair play, Alan Dunn mocked himself on Twitter for it. Did um, he? Yeah, it was it. superb. Superb, so fair play to him. And then we kind of see the game out. 88th minute, Simpson comes off and Turga comes on. And 90th minute, McCallum comes off for Palmer. I have to say that when every Orient player went off, they went off to... The rest of their teammates coming across to you know, touch not touch hands, but you know what I mean, like slap the yeah, hand, absolutely. and well, you know the high fives and all that sort of stuff. So it really shows the togetherness. And you could see if, when McCallum scored, all the other players ran over to him and copied his military salute. They to did. Him. So you yeah. can see that spirit there, the cohesion that which was lacking Love massively it. last season. Very Slade era esque, isn't it, from our championship match two years ago? Love it. So the match finishes two 0 and we yeah. win uh, a home game at the first attempt. Yeah, which didn't happen last season, so that's brilliant. He gets that monkey off his back, if you like. Monkey off the back, absolutely. And Hendon had to say we knew it was going to be a tough game and it was we knew exactly what we were coming into it was a team performance and it was nice that McCullum and Simpson got on the score sheet they should have had more so for me personally I really like that from Hendon so his strikers have both scored goals he implies they should have had more so he's challenging challenging them and constantly raising his expectations great sign there from Hendon I do like that I do like that absolutely he interviewed uh, with at Dulcet Dave after as he always does for BBC London and Ian explained that Joby is still at the football club he hasn't been uh, with the squad pre-season because of his international commitments whereas Alessandro allegedly said he's training with a championship club in the supporters club so You know, a bit of a conflict of, of uh, information there, but... Um, I guess you know, we'll see what happens. At the end of the day, yeah, you know, he's not featured in pre-season that much, so it wouldn't be a, to a great detriment if he suddenly if he suddenly went. You know, I'd love to see him pull on the Orient shirt again and, and, you know, continue his form from the Gold Cup and the other cup that he was in with Jamaica and, and, and crack on. You've got to think he's got to be on a hefty wage. I guess if we can't get him off the wage bill, 
Yeah, it couldn't hurt. So yeah. attendance was six thousand one hundred and fifty-one with nine hundred and five away, which was about five thousand two hundred Orient fans. Yeah, not um, bad. So good sign. It was good. It was not loud bad. in there yesterday. It was, wasn't it? Lots of singing. Good, loud. Lots of singing. Lots of getting behind the players. Lots of getting behind Hendon. I liked it. We have to kind of build on that. Every game has to be like that. Not yeah. just the first game. But even in November when we're playing Carlisle at home or whenever it is, you know, we've got to be doing that on a Tuesday night when there's only maybe four and a half thousand people. Yeah, baking you know. in the sunshine or freezing your nuts off. Yeah. Boxing loud. So Absolutely. So in the morning we ran a score, predict the league. So it's a bit of fun that we're going to have. We're not going to take it too seriously. Um, and four of you guessed the right score. So congratulations to at Tommy Tealeaf, at Nickelmighty79, at O's Fan Basing. And at Mossy LJ, who predicted the 2 0 win. So you are top of the leaderboard. We're only going to do it for league games. So on to next Saturday, we'll tweet out again our request for predictions and we will have a little league table and maybe a nice little prize if there is an overall winner. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think j- just in summary, though, from, our, from, from my point of view, it really was a, a game of contrasting halves from, from, from what we saw. You know, the first half wasn't really anything to write home about, but the second half. You know, we we really turned it on, and, and it's great that Hendon's changed the tactics. He's seen that it's not working quite well. You know, the bottom line is we took our chances, they didn't, um, and it also is quite telling that we went long ball a lot of the time, and and it just wasn't working, especially against the big lads at Barnet. You know, they are big boys. He's two, got in there, two big centre backs, units, and it wasn't working. And when we put the ball on the floor and played it through, it it went through. Um, and it was absolutely fantastic. Plenty of stri- uh, crosses for the strikers. There was a lot of neat passing, a lot of nice one-touch passing, and especially the full-backs who were overlapping good runs. It's obviously something that's been worked at on the training ground. Yeah, totally agree with you. And also, something you, you'd noticed yes. as well, uh, we'd gone back to, we'd, we'd forgotten the zonal marking rubbish that we'd done last year. He had Lloyd James at the back post and he had Jay Simpson at the near post. Yes, I like that. Two I like that on the, post. on the post. Yeah, agree. Yeah, front post, back post, and then mark up basically. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we looked confident once we'd scored. You can see the spirit in the team, and and, and generally it was a, a good all round performance. Yeah, for me, a massive, massive to win the first game. Like Paul said, the monkeys off our back. We go into our next league game at Dagenham. I would say to me, that's a must win game again. Yeah. Keep up that good run, yeah. and if we get that two wins from two. And the pressure's off, you know. The more you win, well, the more you win, the less pressure you play with. And it's got to be great for Hendon and the squad if that happens. The only thing for me I'm not sure about, Dean Cox in the middle. Now, this is the man who's got the most assists in the Football League over the last couple of years, all from the left wing. Yeah, he's not He's not a behind-the-front-two kind of player, is he? He's, he's very much a winger. Now, I know for me it's slightly ironic because he did get an assist yesterday from the right-hand side, which he wouldn't have got had he been on the left. But for me... Well, he was on the wing, wasn't he? He was, but... So, he's a wing guy. Yeah, no, exactly. But for me, I, I feel like he needs to be on that left wing. He's not the same player behind. A lot of people were really happy with him in the middle, saying he can express himself more there. But for me, he can still express himself on the left. So, it's a strange one. But if you've got any views on Dean, let us know. Still played yeah. well. Don't get me yeah, wrong. no, he's fantastic. He did brilliantly, um, to be fair. And the fact that he can run across and, and be, be a free... Free player, yep. you know, causes causes defenders a lot of problems. So, um, uh, Bichetti, uh, the 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 chairman Francesco Bichetti was in the supporters club after the match. Obviously, something that he hadn't done last season at all. He so wouldn't have been able to do that last season without getting been lynched. lynched. So yeah. great to see him in there and again open up that communication barrier potentially. Um, and good to see the players tweeting after matches again. So you yeah. can tell the spirit is returning. And like we've said, that that goal reaction from both goals actually. Once both goals had gone in, great reactions. So. 
We were happy with that yesterday, weren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Very happy. Yeah, um, we, we had a couple of emails come in as well. Absolutely. So express um, yourself as emails this week. So thanks to Christine and Warren who emailed us. So you want to go with Christine's email? Yeah, sure. Um, so on Bradley Pritchard, well, what a change in him. Worked so hard and was going for every ball that came his way. Deserved his man of the match, which he won in the supporters club. Uh, not the best of games, but a good start uh, generally. And to see a win lifted us all up again and the dross... Uh, after the dross of last season. Great to see Mr B and co come out before the start of the game. Good PR move by him. And he graced us with his presence in the supporters club after the game and Hendon with the rest of the Italians uh, as well. Seems McEnough is training with the championship club as we reported earlier. Um, so wait to see news on that one. Nice to be back. Absolutely. Agreed. So thanks for your email, Christine. Good to see you yesterday. Um, and we had an email from Warren who sits behind us who is currently in Vegas, is No, it? Um, Florida. Florida. So he's on in his Florida. Days. So his email goes, a very good start to the season. 2-0, a clean sheet with both strikers scoring is about as good as you can hope for. Yep, we agree. From Florida, it sounded like the first half was not great and Barnett missed a couple of easy chances that they should have put away. Not sure how well we might have reacted to going behind, but thankfully it never happened. That's a great point. It yeah. would have been interesting had we gone one down. As the game wore on, Clehessi sounded like he was playing well and Cox also seems to be having a lot of good runs. I'd agree with that, yep. yep. The goals came at the right time and it was clear even over the internet that the atmosphere was very good and that this could be the start of a good season. The player service is awful. Referring so, to Orient Park. Yeah. To begin with, there was no service at all on Orient's site. I switched to Barnet and they were playing the Portsmouth game. <laughs> I had to go to the Dagenham site where they were playing Orient's game by mistake. Awesome. Eventually, the Orient site got it on, but it was a lot of hassle for the first 15 minutes of the game. How did they find eight minutes of extra time at the end? That's because of the two guys that, that went down with a head injury and I think we had about four or six substitutions. We had about Fine. six substitutions, so when you look at that. Yep. Dulcet Dave said they ran out of programmes at 2.30. Typical. Still, a good crowd, and if we can keep winning, there will be even more coming along. Interestingly, they kicked into the Tommy Johnson stand for the second half. I much prefer that, and you obviously saw the two goals up close. Yeah, to be fair, we prefer that as well. We do. Our end. Yeah. Not too fussed about Tuesday's game, but if we can get another win next week, that will be a positive start. I see Luton, who are one of the favourites, started with a defeat. Have a good week, and see you soon. Lovely. Nicely rounded up. Very nicely yeah, rounded up. Nicely rounded that was up. good. So, obviously, loads of feedback coming yesterday and some of your tweets. I mean, again, we really appreciate them. At Ben LOFC said, The important thing is, we changed our style to win the game. We adapted to what was needed, which is great to see. Thanks for that, Ben. And also, loving your Leighton Orient tequila challenge. If we don't lose next Saturday, me and Paul might put up a sneaky video. Drink responsibly, kids. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we will do something, I'm sure. At Infinity Bass UK said, 2-0, early days in hashtag Division 4 for LOFC, but since our spine is very strong, strength in depth uh, might be a problem. Yeah. Should we get any injuries or suspensions? Yeah, it's a good point. Fair point. At Boatsy said, important to start with a win, a sets you up for the campaign. Encouraging to see McCallum and Simpson score, hashtag togetherness. Yeah, love it. At George Girks, anyone else think Pritchard was amazing today? I can't stop going on about him. He looks a different player. Well, apart, from, apart from the afro, yeah. Oh, man, yeah, he's growing, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. That is a cool Pritch afro. It is. But one of the main talking points after the match... And not just through the tweets we got, but just through tweets in general. Yeah. Was how good Pritchard was. When he's in a central dif- midfield position, which is what he should have been played last season, which is why he got Kane be- for not being very good, because he's being played out of position. Mate, to be fair, you drove that all last season. You were the one saying that. And, yeah. You know, psychic Paul returns again. Oh, At I'm LOFC 1978. Two for two. Two for two. So it's very encouraging. 
Goal for each striker, a clean sheet, a bring on the Dagenham. At Chris underscore home says, although it's raining in Spain, that result made my day so much better. Heard we showed some quality and resilience. Come on, you O's. Yeah, sorry about the weather, Chris. It was boiling hot here in London, watching Orient. It's you know. scorching. <laughs> At Rob underscore Ness underscore Scythe says, get in there late in Orient. A shaky first half, but solid second and a good win to start the season. Absolutely. Dean Cox, my man of the match. Yeah. Dear Stu said, uh, thought Shaw at left-back was really good. Very impressed. Bring on the pub team. I thought Shaw and Clehessi were very good. I also thought Essen was very good as well. Borgia had a few sloppy moments. Yeah, um, he helped mop up. But I thought Borgia made an amazing challenge to recover at one point. Very um, good. And, yeah, yeah, because their number seven had tripped his way through and he'd literally come yeah. in and caught him. I'm sure, sure I wasn't overly... Drew mm, still out. I know it's only one game, but if people are saying how good he is, I'm, I'm a little bit unsure about Shaw. I think you're very harsh, mate. At Chris Kane, Thanks. underscore 1992. This is a game of two halves. Got the ball on the ground in the second and played well around their defence. There yeah. will be better teams. Yeah. And nice to meet you, Chris. And it will be a pleasure sitting in front of you uh, this season. Yeah, Leighton, at Leighton James too. Great second half and good to see how together the team looked during and after the game. Team spirit is back. Yeah, we touched on that before. Definitely at Gig Club UK. This is great performance and a clean sheet. This is a much more enjoyable Saturday night than last <laughs> season. Amen. At LOFC Transfers tweeted, First half tactics were all wrong. Second half absolutely nailed on and we played some great stuff. Deserved it in the end. Yeah, good tweet. Yeah. At Joe Watts 9 said, Formation change at half-time was spot on. Lucky to get in at half-time at 0-0, but we deserved the win after the second half performance. At Dave Reichardt, 80. Difficult first half when we should have been behind. Second half, we ran them ragged. Some decent p- football played at times. Yeah, yeah according, to Martin, according to Martin Allen, we should have been 3-0 down at half-time. And we, they, ran, they <laughs> controlled it for 60 minutes, yeah. apparently. At Andy underscore PO16. The second half was much better. Don't like the percentage play of dropping it long as on the deck. Barnett could not stick with us. Also, I thought both fullbacks were excellent. See, another one for sure there. Yeah. Uh, Pritchard done well. McCallum and Simpson competed against two massive centre halves, and again, good point. They're not, especially Simpson isn't the biggest of strikers. No, he's done not. very well. No, he's strong, but he's not massive. Uh, at Pank P 7 a disjointed first half, cringeworthy mistakes at the back. I assume you're alluding to Matthew Baldry. Yeah. Some enterprising stuff up front. Much work needed. Good signs though. Yep. Yeah. And last week at Kashowing, said the more I hear from Hendon, the more I'm impressed. But that said, one win isn't a season. But I'm still optimistic. Hashtag fight back up. Lovely. And positives and negatives this week. Yeah. Um, I'll kick off with the positives. Yep. Hendon changing his tactics as the game develops. Yep. So I've got to say, like we said before, I wasn't too keen on Hendon when first appointed, but doing the right thing, saying the right things, and starting to prove that tactically he's got a very good footballing brain behind him. Yep. Both strikers scoring, it's always a positive, but both your strikers uh, continue their good pre season form. Absolutely. So it could have been easy for McCallum's head to go down after that miss. Yeah, he kept on he trying. Should, but he kept, he kept trying. He kept trying and all the time. Looked a threat. Looked and threat. he looked frustrated when he missed that sliding effort yes. as well. So, also, clean sheet. Clean sheets win football matches as well. You know, if you're not conceding and you're scoring, you know, it, it, it stands to reason. So, you know, great to see that. Absolutely. Sadly, though, there were a couple of negatives. Well, right? negatives, yeah, we've got to kind of balance it out, but not too many on the field ones, to be fair. Yeah, so, no. our negatives are more to do with kind of things going on around the club. So, issues with Orient player, not good. Want to back it, but if you can't get the game. You know, which isn't the club's fault it's the third party supplier absolutely. we're just saying as a negative on the day because nothing went wrong on the pitch absolutely loads of people on holiday you know a great kind of time to try and get your fans into it not yeah. working programmes selling out again we had that same issue last oh, season shouldn't be selling out programmes on the first day 
uh, frustrating, especially if you didn't get one. Um, and lastly, that club shop, absolutely sweltering in there. I went in there with you and had to leave. It was so hot in there. Two people on till. Now, apparently, you tell me there's only two people on till. If there is, get more tills in or get more staff in that shop because that was a disgrace. The first day of the season, it should be more sweat. You know, you can just feel sweat running down your back. It wasn't even, it was, I felt like I'd just done a gym workout, the amount of sweat I was pouring <laughs> off. Ridiculous. So, Hero of the Week this week, they can only quite, be quite unanimously, although there are a few to choose from, yeah. quite unanimously though, Mr. Bradley, Bradley Pritchard. Pritchard. Well done, Pritch. Well done, brothers. So, just that leaves us all to say now is that we've got MK Dons away in the League Cup on Tuesday. Um, they beat Rotherham 4-1 away yesterday. I saw their goals. Smashed it. Just tore Rotherham apart, really. They've recently signed Dwight Gale, you saw. Today. I, I missed that one today. They signed Dwight Gale on a season-long loan from Palace, which was, you know, a great move, great signing for them. I expect MK Dons to play a completely different eleven from the eleven they played yesterday, though. But I also expect Hendon to change it up. So I, this isn't, you, you don't agree with me here, do you? But I think he'll play Woods. I think we'll see Dunn start. I think we'll see Turgot start. I think we'll see Palmer start and Cashcut. Possibly Monco and Ling. I think he'll really rotate the squad. I think his aim is massively promotion and he's not fussed about a cup run. Mm. But I guess time will tell. And then on Saturday, a massive, massive local derby. So Dagenham and Redbridge away on Saturday. Um, on paper, you expect the O's to win that. So Dagenham and Redbridge got hammered away to Portsmouth yesterday. Lost 3-0. So you're going to be there? I'm going to be there. So you're going to be there in the executive box? Yeah. As part of a stag do, though. As so part you, of a stag do. You're not splashing the cash, you're out of part of a stag do. Yeah. My wife, I'm not being flash. My wife is about to uh, have a baby, so I'm not going to that. No, so you so can't make it. I so. can't make it. So, to finish, the league has started. Decent weekend for the O's. Forwards are scoring. The midfield are working. Defence are keeping a clean sheet. And you can't ask for better than that for a first game. Thanks for joining us for episode 40. We look forward to hearing from you as always. Keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. See you next week, everyone. I'll be over.